Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, featuring articles from around the world, courtesy of our friends at Boxing247.com. Uh, but I want to lead off with a quick little intro on uh, a result that came in from California uh, for a fight that happened uh, last night. Today being May 13th, happy uh, Friday the 13th. This event took place on Thursday night, uh, May 12th. I just wanted to quickly go over the result. Uh, it was held at the uh, Fantasy Casino in Indio, California. Uh, it was uh, promoted by Golden Boy uh, and featured uh, former WBO World Flyweight Champ Angel Tito Acosto, who's uh, out of Puerto Rico. And the co-main event, uh, unbeaten featherweight Victor Morales out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, and he scored a pair of knockdowns in defeating Alberto Torres, who fights out of Sacramento, California. So let me just quickly uh, give you the... Uh, Rundown here. In the main event, uh, this is courtesy of our friends over boxingnews24.com. Uh, uh, let me give the credit shout out to our friend Ken Hisner. Ken Hisner wrote this one. In the main event, super flyweight angel Tito Escosta, who's now 23 and 3 with 22 knockouts out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, stopped Southpaw Janelle Pototo Rivera, who's now 18, 9 and 3 with 11 knock knockouts uh, out of Catano, Puerto Rico. And uh, that fight was stopped at 119, 1 minute, 19 seconds of the first round of a scheduled 10-rounder. And in that first round, Acosta came up fast with Rivera on the run. He finally caught up with him after a minute, scoring two dozen punches without return from Rivera, who was defenseless, causing referee Raul Cais Jr. to wisely cause a halt. As I said in the co-main event, Victor Morales, who's now 16-0-1, eight knockouts out of Portland, Oregon, scored a pair of knockdowns and defeated Southpaw Alberto Chivo Torres, who's 11 5 and 3 with four knockouts. And he fights out of Sacramento, as I said, California. Let me just quickly uh, run through and see. Yes. Uh, featherweight Rudy El Tiburon Garcia, 13 1, two knockouts out of LA, defeated Duil Algante Guin, 15 23 and 5 with 10 knockouts out of Guadalajara, Mexico, over 10 rounds. Good stuff. I think there's one more fight in here. Uh, so, quick look. Yes. Uh, Welter three time uh, Nicaragua national champ, Jimmy Lone Wolf Brennis, who's now 2 0, uh, fighting on Nicaragua, won a majority decision over Hector Perez, who's now 0 and 1 and 1. Uh, he fights out of West LA, California, in four action packed rounds. There you go. I just wanted to give you that quick result uh, out of California that occurred uh, last night before we jump into uh, some upcoming fights and uh, a showcase on uh, what's going to be happening in, in Turkey. Let's start off, though, with uh, Dubai. It's called the Showcase in the Skies of Dubai, and it's going to feature Floyd Mayweather versus Don Moore taking place at the Burj Al Arab Hotel in the United Arab Emirates. And this will take place uh, tomorrow, no, Sunday night. With Fight Week now underway, legendary Hall of Fame boxer Floyd Money Mayweather, known globally as the best ever, promises a special and unique boxing experience when he returns to the ring this Saturday, May 14th. Yeah, I thought it was May 14th. Headlining the Global Titans Fight Series in an exhibition 
against unbeaten, dangerous Don Moore. That serves as the main event of a pay-per-view lineup taking place in the skies of Dubai, outdoors on the helipad of Dubai's opulent Burj Al Arab Hotel. Fantastic pay-per-view out of Dubai uh, atop this absolutely magnificent, magnificent building. Says Mayweather, I promise you've never seen a boxing event like this. True. Uh, who recently traveled to Nigeria, by the way, to promote the fight before landing in Dubai ahead of Saturday's action. I'm going to continue my to I'm let me restart that. I'm going to continue to break barriers on May 14th. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event, and I'm a once-in-a-lifetime fighter. There's no one else in the sport who could headline an event over this over the top. I'm going to give fans what they paid for. And by the way, while in Nicaragua, oh sorry, while in Nigeria. Mayweather expressed his goal of setting up a boxing academy in the country and met with Rotimi Amici, a presidential hopeful there. Upon arriving in Dubai, Mayweather was spotted at the Kamani Club for final workouts ahead of the fight night as he met with fighters including two-division world champ Badu Jack, who fights on Saturday's undercard, and cruiserweight champion Lawrence Acoli. Prior to leaving the U.S., Mayweather had returned to his hallowed stomping grounds from throughout much of his record-breaking career. The Mayweather Boxing Club in Las Vegas, for example, uh, still uh, attracting a strong crowd during his legendary workout sessions. The latest addition to Mayweather's training entourage was his two-year-old grandson, KJ, who brought Mayweather new joy amongst another camp. It was business as usual, said Mayweather. It always feels good to be in the ring and around familiar faces in the boxing gym. I spent so much of my life in the gym, so I always feel comfortable getting back into it. Training for any fight, and even this exhibition, is something I always want to do. No one ever saw me take a day off during my career. Why would I start now? Fair enough. By the way, as we all know, Mayweather Sports, a 50-0 record, and uh, we look forward to seeing the, the result uh, of tomorrow night's fight, as well as, as I said, uh, the undercard and, and those results as well. Let's move along to the Boxer Series taking place over in the U.K., uh, Olympic, uh, let's see, featuring Olympic uh, heavyweight uh, Fraser Clark. Eight boxers taking part in Saturday night boxer series in Manchester. Cruiserweight's tournament convened in Manchester today uh, for a live random draw to determine the four quarterfinal matches which will open the event. Starts up, as I said, with Olympic heavyweight hero in UK, you, Fraser Clark, who was on hand to undertake the draw, uh, which was streamed live by Sky Sports. Go figure dipping his heavy hands into the sea of names eight times with every boxer then matched. The resulting four quarterfinal matches are below, and I'll read them off in a second. Uh, the tournament airs live on Sky Sports Action, uh, 7 p.m. UK time this Saturday evening, with the largest uh, pot of uh, tournament prize money in British boxing history on the line. Very interesting. Quarterfinal number one features Alice Zorro, 11-0, undefeated with six knockouts, versus Jay Farrell, sporting a 9-2 record with five knockouts of his own. The two most experienced fighters in the tournament will face off in the very first round. Alice Zorro walks into this tournament undefeated in 11 fights, while Jay Fowler can boast the same number of professional fights, but it suffers some losses. Albeit at a higher level than Zorro, who has fought in the case of the Central Area title fight. Uh, Jamie Smith will go toe-to-toe -to -toe against Jack Fay, the hugely successful amateur and rapidly rising professional. Jamie Smith has emerged as a potential favorite to take the victory in this edition of the Boxer Series. He's 3-0, two knockouts, by, by the way. Jack Bay comes into this tournament having already had uh, to fight homelessness in his last two years. Wow. 
as well as the two opponents he's faced as a professional in that time. He's an aggressive power puncher who doesn't mind trading blows with his opponent. He's 1-0-1, oh, by the way. In uh, the third quarterfinal fight, we're going to see Ricky Reeves go toe-to-toe against Anise Taj. Uh, Reeves is 2-0 two, uh, two oh, with one knockout. Taj is 5-1 with four knockouts. And this is a matchup between a former sprinter and now teacher and someone who holds all the necessary qualifications to be a lawyer. Uh, which holds intrigue before first bell is rung. Ricky Rees is a solid all-round boxer. Has already shown his ability to fight uh, at long and close range in his professional career that currently has lasted only two bouts. As I said, both wins with one knockout. Taj has managed to notch up six contests in his professional career, following on from serious success as an amateur that almost took him to the Olympics to represent Pakistan. He's a high-speed, high-work-rate fighter uh, that could potentially thrive under three-round format of the fights in the Boxer Series, where sheer output can have a huge impact and who takes away the victory in these shorter fights. And then the final uh, of the quarterfinals, we're going to see Sheldon McDonald, who's 3-0 and with one knockout, go up against Ryan Cotterell, who's 1-0. Uh, McDonald turned professional in boxing because former cruiserweight world champion John Nelson saw him training and told him he was good enough. That kind of support should give him all the self-belief needed on Saturday night, and he's given him the self-belief to take victory in all three of his professional fights so far. McDonald has a piston-like jab and follows it smartly with thudding right hands that have damaged all the opponents he's faced. Ryan Cotterall comes into this tournament with the least professional experience, having only had a single professional fight in his career so far which only lasted a single round. Uh, but as I said, he won. Uh, Cottrell is also the youngest in the tournament. However, he's been boxing for over 16 years and has had the same trainer who guided him multiple amateur championships before turning professional for around 10 years. Cottrell has a pressuring style and isn't afraid to work the body as well as the head. He might be looking to bring this fight to a slightly closer range than McDonald might want it. Well, there you go, some news out of our uh, boxer friends in the UK and their ongoing uh, tournament a series uh, put on primarily for a TV viewing audience, courtesy of Sky Sports. All right, fantastic uh, fight news coming up featuring um, uh, just Jessica McCaskill. But uh, she fights, uh, let's see, uh, on the undercard of the Jesse Bam Rodriguez fight, uh, and he's going to defend his WBC super flyweight title against Sri Sakit Sor Rungbaisai on June 25th, taking place at the Techport Center in San Antonio. Uh, that's in Texas. Uh, Rodriguez was 15-0 with 10 knockouts, uh, makes his first defense of the belt. He won in stunning fashion in February, flooring former world ruler Carlos Cuadras en route to becoming the youngest current world champion in his uh, 15th pro outing. Bam will get a hero's welcome on his home turf when he steps through the ropes in San Antonio for the first time as king of the world and only the third time in his career, boxing on his doorstep in the third and fifth fights in June 7, 2017 and March uh, 2018, respectively. Um, uh, Rodriguez and Rang Bisai will uh, lead a stellar night of action uh, with three more world title fights on the bill, such as Julio Cesar Martinez and McWilliams Arroyo picking up where they left off in their curtailed firefight for Martinez's WBC World Flyweight title when both men hit the canvas in the opening round and Arroyo touched down again in the second before the action in New Hampshire in November 
had to be halted after Arroyo suffered a nasty cut from an accidental head clash. Arroyo, by the way, is 21 and four with 16 knockouts, has been out of action since that night, while Martinez is 18 and two with 14 knockouts, bravely rolled the dice to take on modern great Chocolatito as the headline act on the night Rodriguez won his belt. Uh, world title clash number three on the bumper card. We'll see IBF and WBA world super bantamweight champion Marajan Akhmadilyev defend his titles against Ronnie Rios. The pair were set to meet in New Hampshire in November, but COVID ruled Rios out, and he was replaced by game late challenger Jose Velasquez. Akhmadilyev, who's 10-0 uh, with seven knockouts, retained his belts with a near shutout on the cards going the distance for just the third time in his 10th pro bout and second as world champion. Rios, who's 33-3 with 16 knockouts, the mandatory challenger for the WBA crown, goes for glory for the second time in his 36-fight career after challenging Ray Vargas for the WBC strap at 122 pounds in August of 2016. And as I said at the outset, the fourth bout on the card has the most belts on the line as undisputed welterweight ruler Jessica McCaskill makes a third defense of all of her marbles at 147 pounds. McCaskill, who's 11-2, 11-2, uh, 11 wins, two uh, losses, four knockouts, ripped the straps from long-standing ruler Cecilia Breakhouse on the streets of downtown Tulsa in August of 2020 and saw the Norwegian in re rematch of her first defense in March 2021. From Chicago, she recorded the fourth stoppage win of her career in the second defense of her belts in December ending Candy Wyatt's challenge in the seventh. And will face the tough test of Alma Abara. Abara, who's 10 and one with four knockouts, also then beat Wyatt in an eight round decision in an eliminator for the WBA strap, dubbed the Thrilla for Kiskilla. Landing Abara, the shot at McCaskill's WBA, WBO, WBC, IBF, and Ring Magazine world titles. Said McCaskill, Everyone is coming for the throne, and it's my job to protect it. This is a good fight, added McCaskill's trainer and manager, Rick Ramos. This fight will confirm why Jessica is the queen of the welterweight division. Uh, said Abara, I've won fights. I've lost fights. I've been in the big stage. I've fought for a world title. I'm a single mom. I've been kidnapped. There's not one thing that she can bring to the fight that I haven't seen and surpassed. She's just holding what's mine. I'm here to take them. So there you have it, fight fans. Uh, great story uh, out of America, and a big fight featuring Jesse McCaskill, and uh, headlined, as I said, uh, with a fight featuring Jesse Bam Rodriguez, who's defending his WBC World Super Flyweight title. Uh, for the last story of the day, let's fly over to Turkey, where we see, uh, oh gosh, good luck with these names. Here we go. Does Hamal Uzmanov is going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Emir Karakaper, uh, for the vacant UBO European light heavyweight title. Uh, both are weighed in and uh, will fight for that title, uh, I believe, no, tonight, Friday the 13th. Good luck to them. And for the vacant UBO international cruiserweight title, we're going to see Ainur Mamadov uh, go toe to toe against Metin Turunk. And I believe we've featured both of those fighters before on Talk and Fight. And uh, yeah, that's uh, tickets are already on sale, and it's also available, I believe, on pay-per-view. Anyway, um, that fight will be probably going on right now, quite frankly. Uh, 
because uh, those were the weigh-ins from earlier today. Anyway, um, for more information, feel free to go to our friends over at Boxing247.com's website. And, of course, you can Google and uh, go to any number of different sites that feature all of the boxing news that I'm bringing you on a daily basis, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can join me later on this afternoon, Eastern Time again, 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr at 4 uh, for Knuckle Up, along with Cedric Ben, who will be in the den as well. And then later this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to feature the Friday night panel and Tim Witherspoon. Hope to see you then. Thanks for joining. Remember, like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Thank you.